0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my beautiful, amazing, talented wife, Lisa.
1: Hello, baby. What is up? Today, we're talking about entrepreneurship and relationships.
0: Let's do it. Let's Let's get right into it. it. Yeah.
1: I think we have enough experience on this. I think we do. All right. So, first question. This comes from... um, Uh, It's a fan question, Irvine R. Sanchez. How do you balance building your entrepreneurial vision and business without your loved one feeling forgotten about? My vision in My vision includes my girlfriend and son, but I find it hard to explain that I'm not ignoring her or him, but it's important to build my business because when things go well, we will have the time and resource to do whatever we please, whenever we please. Any ideas?
0: Uh, Yes, all kinds. We have lived this exact nightmare scenario. So um, first of all, you are ignoring your significant other and uh, acknowledging that is going to make this go a lot better. So you're going to need to carve out time specifically to spend with them. And I laugh because if you're saying, I'm going to ignore you for years and years and years while I build this thing, but it's going to be amazing and it's going to be worth it. Don't don't worry, which is exactly what I told you. And I thought that it would take 18 months. And at the six and a half year mark, you pulled me aside and said, you're now damaging our marriage. And I was like, "Whoa, that is a very powerful wake-up call." I'm glad that you finally said something. And you tried to just be a rock star and mm-hmm. just be like, "I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I can like keep putting this off, and I can, you know, keep waiting for that moment when we finally hit. It's gonna be amazing." Uh, the struggle is guaranteed. The success is not. So. You need to love what you do every day. You need to assume that that's gonna be the way that it is forever and that it's gonna go on like that. So you better be deeply passionate about that pursuit and really mm. going for something and gaining the skills and like getting better and all that. But it is almost certainly gonna take so much longer than any human being can endure having a lame relationship just based on the amount of time that you invest in it. So a relationship needs time and proximity to thrive. So. One, acknowledge that you are spending a significant amount of time, quote unquote, ignoring them. So two, you need to carve out time to really spend quality time together where you are not working. You have completely shut off that Mm. side of your brain. You are fully engaged in that person. You're locked on. You're not checking your phone. It is all about that person. Nothing else matters. If you don't do that, your relationship will degrade over time. That is just a guarantee. That is reality. Number three, the only thing that's interesting in a relationship is if somebody makes you feel, they don't intellectually tell you, they make you feel like the most important thing, which means there are going to be times where it's either going to be moving your business forward or moving your relationship forward. And you're going to have to choose, not every time, but there are going to have to be really important times where the relationship has a bigger moment. There's something more important going on in the relationship than the business. But definitively, by doing the relationship first, you're going to either damage the business or just miss an opportunity. And in those moments when the relationship has a bigger moment, an anniversary, a uh, time to really be there and support the person, um, something is important to them, either good or bad, and you need to show up and you need to completely say, yep, the business could have moved forward more in this moment than it is, or I'm actually doing something to move it backwards. And I'm still going to do it because you have to be clear on what your real priority is. Mm. And this is where I think a lot of people get lost is they actually prioritize the business. That's their real number one priority, but they're not being honest about that. And if you're not being honest, like it's very okay if your business is your number one priority, but know that you're not going to have a thriving relationship because on a long enough timeline, the person's going to be like, oh my God, I'm number two. I'm always going to be number two. And just like I don't think most people can be number two to another person, they can't be number two to a business. Mm. So having clarity around what your priorities really are, acting in accordance with that, getting very good at being nuanced. Like look, there are a lot of times where I put the business first because what it's got going is more important than the relationship, but I'm so careful. Like case in point, we looked at our calendar and realized, oh my God, for the next six weekends, We don't have the time which we use the weekends to really focus on our relationship. It's not that we don't work. It's that we prioritize the relationship on the weekend. So if they come into conflict, we will do relationship stuff. And if they don't, then whatever room is left, then we work. But we prioritize the relationship during the weekend. And during the week, I prioritize the business. So we looked at our calendars and we realized, oh my God, for the next six weeks, we've got something going on. And we'd already spent
1: three weeks not having time because you were working for the last weekends.
0: Yeah. So it just was clear that that was going to be a problem. So we started shutting, stopping work with at least an hour before bedtime so that we could hang out. And we just saw the calendar and we're like, okay, we're going to have to do this like two or three or more times per week in order to really connect, which I never do. Like my whole thing is Monday through Friday. If I'm awake, I'm either working or working Mm -hmm, out. mm -hmm. But I'm not Stupid. Like once the dogma collides with my goals, then the dogma's gotta go.
1: Right. That's what I was gonna say about priorities. Because the reality is like when people say that I'm your or when people hear you say I'm your priority, I, I worry that they think that then I always come first. The truth is I most of the time come last when it comes to like business or me in regards to our day-to-day. But if our relationship why are you smiling? Yeah, I'm just
0: waiting to hear. <laughs> but Hi, if our funny.
1: relationship is in not trouble but needs some attention, then of course, we when it comes into conflict, relationship or business, 100% relationship all the way. But on a day to day, it is the business we put first, not yeah. our relationship.
0: You're absolutely right. It, it's moments of conflict,
1: right? And that's when where, you have to choose, right. and there are
0: going to be times you need to have your priorities clear yeah. in your own mind.
1: And, um, I don't know if people haven't necessarily, they may not have heard the story of how we decided to not have children. But this very thing was, instead of living in a world where we're like, oh, well, once the business is successful, then I'll spend time with you and the kid. We played the game of, no, no, what do we actually, what does our life look like, knowing that we live the life that we do? Because Assume that we never necessarily make it. No, you know, the success is never guaranteed. So what does the journey look like and are we living the type of journey that we want? And so the answer is yes, right now we are. We live the life that we want to live. So if we had a child, instead of pretending you're gonna be there for the kid after the next year or once the business is X, we just said, what does it look like now? Like if I fell pregnant to my, if I had a kid, what would that day to day look like? And the answer was, is that you're going to be busy all the time. You come back late from work, you're not really going to be home for dinner at 6 p.m. And so, is that the type of life we want? Is that the way we want to bring up our children? And we both said no. Um, and so, that's how we ended up deciding that, okay, children isn't right for us. But we did the, we played the game, quote unquote. With the realistic um, lifestyle that we have and I think that that's one thing that this guy' is not doing right he's having that end goal inside and it's just like us where we were trying to chase money it's like that's never the the end goal it's always the pursue or like what he's trying to do yep so agreed. Um, All right, guys. So don't forget, guys, if you haven't subscribed, click that subscribe button down there. And if you listen to a podcast, rate and review, that would be so appreciative. Really, really would appreciate that. And now on to the next question. All right. This is from Adam. If you are a single man or woman in 2019, should you put entrepreneurship before your romantic relationship?
0: Should is the wrong word to ask. So this comes down to what what are your goals? So I would, for sure. So if I wasn't already in a relationship, there is no question with the amount I work and the amount of fulfillment that I get from being on a team, I would just work around the clock, no question. Um, The easiest way to explain that is when I met you, I did not plan to get married. And when we started dating and I fell in love, which was the first time I'd ever been in love, I thought, oh, I'm either never getting married or I'm marrying this woman. It wasn't about, oh, I really need to be in a relationship. Like I had gone essentially, um, I mean, up to that point, I had literally gone my entire life without a serious relationship. So. It, it just, some people need that and they want it and it is a very clear priority for them and they should act in accordance with that. There is no right or wrong answer to that question. That's why I say should is the wrong word. It's like, what will make you thrive in life? What will make you feel most alive? Like where, like what is it that feeds and nourishes you like that? Now, having you in my life is so amazing that it's, it's not even close when I think about what I want to do as an entrepreneur versus being in the marriage with you. But as I've told you, you can ask me to give up anything other than my ambition. It's the one thing that it it is such a part of who I am and my identity and who I wanna be and all of that, that I would feel like a shell of myself if I wasn't able to pursue at the highest level, being great. Um, But within the confines of, I don't see any reason why you would ever need to ask me to give that up for us to have a thriving marriage, which we've obviously proven you can have both. then within that framework, I clearly, I wanna put you first and, but like you said, only when they come into conflict because we're going ham on the business. So there is no should, but you need to be very clear about what you want. Construct your life around that to make mm-hmm. sure that it's taking you to where you wanna go. And that's
1: what I was gonna say. There was somebody in the company who was dating someone and I was talking to them and it's a fairly it was a fairly new relationship at the time. And he was telling, it was a guy, and he was telling me, um, yeah, my girlfriend, like I'm really excited, we're really into each other. Um, You know, he's all about entrepreneurship, work hard, work hard. And he's like, she keeps telling me that I don't text her enough during the day. So I've really been thinking about it and really been thinking, okay, I really need to step up my game, I'm not necessarily giving her as much attention as she wants. And I said, that's actually quite dangerous. I said, what do you plan for your life to look like? Let's say she's the one. Are you going to be conscious all day during the day when you're at work to be texting her? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, then now's actually the great time to tell her that. To say, I totally understand that you want, you want to know that I'm thinking about you, and I really do. But look, between this time, I'm I'm going hard. It's not a reflection of you. I still really like you, I adore you, I love you, whatever words he wants to use. When I'm with you, I'm going to be engaged. I'm going to switch off my phone. But look, this is me. And I'm going to be working 10, 12 hours sometimes during the day. And that means I'm not going to be texting you. Um, And he was like, huh, I never even thought about it. But because I put myself in that woman's position. It's like set the ground rules. Mm. Or even, you know, like if I was the entrepreneur, like I would do the same if I was dating a guy. It's like I would set the ground rules from the beginning so that they know who I am and what I'm looking for in life. Because ultimately... If I'm going to then spend time with this person, are they going to accept me for me? Are they going to accept me for being the person that isn't texting for 12 hours? If they're not, better to know now. Um, But if they are, it's like, wow, okay, then maybe I can have be an entrepreneur and have a relationship because they get what I'm trying to do. It's the second that you go, going back to what you said about conflict, right? It's the second that once it gets into conflict, how do you handle it? And if it's a new relationship, I think you're in a perfect place to put those, demands, rules, expectations in place from the get-go. Me and you evolved over time. So when we started dating, I had every ounce of your attention. You were writing me poetry. You were learning to play the guitar so you could write me a song. Like true story, people. Um and now it's like, you know, we we text each other the romantic cards. We don't even buy each other cards anymore. But we've evolved into that and we've we've decided this is the life we're gonna have and this is how we're gonna lead it. But you know, so, so it's actually harder to evolve into, I think. But anyway, that's a long way of saying, I would say this is a great opportunity to lay the ground rules from the get-go.
0: Yeah. Being aggressively yourself is really important because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're trying to win the relationship. You're trying right. to make sure right. that we can be together. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, I don't actually want to be with somebody Who makes those demands or wants that or wants me to act like that it's not really who i am and that's how people end up getting trapped it's like you made all these unnecessary compromises because you thought that was how the game had to be played in order to find the right person one confidence is very attractive so just being like i have no fear of loss in this relationship here's who i really am and that was part of why i wanted to do it i wanted to lay all that stuff out when i had no fear of loss i didn't Mm. know you well enough so it was like This is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. I'm super excited about this out of the other. We were having a great time. It was a lot of fun, but we were both saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And then it's like, if you want to be in a relationship with me, that's really exciting because I really like being around you. But if you don't, that's okay too. It's early. There's not like a lot of feelings tied up in this. And that ended up serving us insanely well because Mm -hmm. we didn't get into sort of a false, what... I forget where I first heard this term, but people send their representative on the first date. It's like the version of themselves that they think will do well in this this date. But in reality, you need to take the opposite approach, which is, I don't know you. Thusly, I have no real investment in this working out. I want to find out if this is the right fit, not make it the right fit when it's really not right and so really establishing this is who i am this is what i'm about mm-hmm. and not like i'm not saying you'd be a dick about it but i am saying that it can be actually quite fun to really tell people who you are and what you're about it's not like a this is Aggressive, what i'm about yeah, yeah you're, you're trying to shut them down or back yeah, them off yeah. it was like you and i were having so much fun and we were like revealing who we were and discovering each other. And yeah. it's like, whoa, that's what you value. Yeah, I really value this. Like, this is so important to me. And I really want to find somebody that's into that. Like, I'm into that. And it's like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. And so it's it's not in a standoffish, aggressive, backing them down kind of way. Right. It's just like.
1: Or in a dogmatic way where you're like, I'm not going to change. This is who I am. But there are things that need to be fundamental to who you are that I think will, you know, um,
0: Collision of values. Like right. you have to see if there are significant collision of values. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, next question.
1: Oh, we got would you rather segment. You All right, guys, would you rather? Would you rather walk away from your business for a guaranteed successful relationship or walk away from your partner for a guaranteed successful career?
0: I mean, for me, that's very easy, but only because of where we're at now. If So for me, I would much rather walk away from the business. But I would need to... I, or I would feel very differently if this was 20 years ago, before I met you. I would definitely say. All right.
1: Well, make it even harder though. You've met me. Mm-hmm. We're together. We're in love. We're married. It's at the beginning, so we're that poor. No,
0: no. By the time I proposed, it was a wrap, thousand mm. percent. And I don't understand people that think of it any other way. The proposing is hard. Getting married is is not. Like you, you've crossed in my mind. You've already crossed the threshold. Like once. Do all of the debating and wondering and nervousness and worrying before you propose. That's the point. Like, don't propose until you're committed. That's mm. a side note, but like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, cold feet at a wedding doesn't even make sense to me.
1: Yeah. But the truth is so I know, so would you rather? So it's kind of like binary, but it would be freaking difficult for to... you to walk away from a successful business for me.
0: Yeah, of course. And say it would be easy. Yeah. But no, it's easy. It's very easy because. Thinking about, like, I've I've had the very good fortune of being up with you, down with you, rich with you, poor with you. So I know, like, the thing that has gotten me through every phase of our life, tremendous risk, um, the hardest of hard times has always been, I always look at the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. The worst case scenario is you and I are just catastrophically poor, moving back in with our parents poor, um, you know, sleeping in a YMCA poor, like, If we have each other, then I can weather any storm. Like that, that I've never once thought, as long as I have the business, I'll be fine. No, sure, sure.
1: I guess I'm thinking about if I ever asked you to, because you even said earlier, I can never ask you. Well,
0: that would be, and and there's no sensitive way to say this, but that would essentially be mental illness. Like What would? If you came to me and said, you need to walk away from the business.
1: Why would you say mental illness? Because
0: at what point did you break where you could no longer allow me to have something beyond you. Like that is a level Ooh. of neediness that borders on mental illness. Not like mental illness in, the, in any way other than like mental illness, like mental stability, the emotional resilience. Like that's a level of like, I'm, I am broken inside and I need validation from somebody else around the clock. I'm depressed, I'm whatever. Um, that would be, you need to go address that. And there would be a journey in that for you that while I could be supportive, Mm -hmm. I can never walk for you. And the only reason somebody would ever say, you have to turn away from that thing, turn away from it, walk away from it is because I need everything from you. Because the real ask should be, I need you to carve out time for me. I need you to not spend as much time, which you and I have lived through. So I know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I know what it means to go from something that is all-consuming, around the clock, seven days a week, there's no room for anybody else, your identity's tied up in it, you have to become successful to love yourself, and you begin to like lose, like a drug addict. I mean, literally, that's how I was. It was like the next fix, the next fix, the next fix of growing and moving up in the company and all that was the only thing that mattered. And I didn't realize that it was a pretty minor in the grand scheme of things to go from 100% of my time and attention is on that to 80% of my time and attention is on that and the difference that it made in my growth was essentially zero because at some point you just can't maintain quality focus and new ideas and feeling fulfilled as a human being you just can't mm. so you do begin to experience the sort of um, oh, there's a phrase for it i can't believe i'm blanking on it diminishing returns mm. wow so there's a point of diminishing returns and I certainly had gone past that, and so backing up and and doing things together and finding ways to thrive emotionally it it only helped me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next, would you rather? Would you rather have spent your twenties chasing love without attaining it, or chasing success without attaining it?
0: There's two things that I don't chase: women and liquor. Is that the line? God, uh, that's a. a <laughs> G. Easy, I forget his name. Uh, yeah. Sure. So I would much rather have chased success and not attained it.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, that's hard for me. Probably success if I get to meet you in my thirties. <laughs>
0: always with the caveats. I know. I'm you. always
1: cheating. Yeah, I'll go with that then. <laughs> All right, next one. Would you rather never experience love or never experience success? Never experience success. For sure. Cause I can find success in my love.
0: Which is funny because that's sort of counterintuitive to my previous answer. But um knowing what I know now, yeah, I would definitely if if I knew that there were two paths before me and one right. was to never, never know love. Yeah. Yeah, because me
1: and you, we would have so much freaking fun just doing We would go camping and like we could have fun doing anything like that. Give me a stick and a marshmallow and we'll have a fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's super tempting to derail on a whole thing about how to be poor and be happy, but yeah.
1: Maybe that's our next episode. All right, guys, so we are answering questions. Um, If you'd like to submit your questions, you can go to connect at impacttheory.com. And if you'd like to stay anonymous, by all means, just let us know that you want to be anonymous and we'll keep your name out of it. All right, next question. This is from Tim Speecher. I'm fully committed to my vision and business, but my wife's patience has come to an end. I totally understand that. Um, To the point of potential separation. She no longer wants to live on the edge of financial disaster and uncertainty. She wants a different life security that my slowly growing business cannot provide right now. And on top of it, the business and my professional credentials is being threatened by a fraudulent malpractice suit. I'm grateful for what I've built and confident it will be a winner in the future, but she is not. It's been six years, I've been at it and I feel like I've just on the edge of breaking it. I've heard that one before, <laughs> um, <laughs> breaking it big, but she's not convinced of that or staying with me to see it happen. I do not want to lose her or my kids for the, um, for the business, but I fear that might have already occurred or is moving in that direction if very significant change does not occur with me, um, her or the business. Thanks for any help guidance you might be able to provide." All right. Well, we definitely have experience with this that you mentioned earlier. Um, you want to kick it off?
0: Sure. So I think deep in his heart, he knows what the real answer is and there's nothing that we can do or say that um, is going to dissuade him. He has to decide what his value system is in life and everything will come clear from that. So number one, you guys have a collision of values and you have to work through that so she values safety and security and he values opportunity and pursuit Um, he has a tolerance for risk that she does not have he sees a reflection of his worth and identity tied up in his ability to become successful Um, and i don't know if she does or not i don't know how much of this is like him feeling like she's going to think less of me if i'm not able to pull this off and so i really need to do it which would partly be projection, but it's also partly possible that that is true. And she values or finds attractive success or something. He, I can almost guarantee that he fears that she finds success attractive, even if she doesn't and that's not her thing. Um, so he would have to process through that, deal with that insecurity. Um, but for me, it, it is that is the whole thing about you can't ask me to give up my ambition. So at the same time, you can't ask somebody to live a life that they don't enjoy. And her always being on the edge clearly is not something that she wants. Now, I worry, like giving advice when I have so little information is always tricky because I'm going to bet if we got together and we could sit there and ask them questions mm. that we would get to, there's, there's a deeper underlying cause.
1: Which, by the way, we've spoken about maybe doing something like that for this show.
0: Interesting, like a live Yeah. That would be actually really interesting. Um, so getting to that and seeing what else is at play in the relationship could be really, really interesting. But when there's kids, there's a lot of stakes. Value systems have to be defined. And they really have to like figure out. And play out the scenarios, by the way. So play out the scenario. Your wife and kids are gone. You only I see them on the weekends or whatever. I was about to say
1: that, yeah. What path do you yeah, want to take? Oh, No. Didn't mean to oh, cut it cut sounded off. like
0: you maybe had oh an just insight. basically
1: the same thing is like which one like if if everything goes wrong right the business doesn't work if he gave up his wife and kid and only saw them on the weekends and the business didn't work how would he feel if he gave up his business and was with his wife and his kid and did a 9 to 5 how would he feel um and so, and even part of me, as you were talking, I was like, I don't think that it needs to be as black and white either. Like with me and you, we found ways. So I said to you after the eight year mark, like, I just can't keep doing this. Like it sucked out the soul of who you are. You're the spark you had is gone. And so I need my husband back. And so what does that look like? Okay, well, I need time with you. I need you to be more open. I need you to talk to me more. So I was very specific. So what are the things for her that is very specific? Is it, I need money in my bank account. I need at least $5,000 in there to feel safe. I need at least 10,000. They like get so specific really so that advice. they can, cause I don't think it has to be one or the other right now. And mm. maybe eventually does, but find out from her, like the no BS, have her write down everything that makes her uncomfortable. I want to see you more. Okay, well, what does more mean? An hour a week, three hours a week? I want to have financial security. What does that mean? You want to buy a house? You want to have something in the bank for a rainy day? Um, And then figure out, like, how do they then maneuver? And then he, you know, maybe he can slow down. That's a possibility. Like don't give up your business, but yeah, maybe slow down, you know, give an extra few hours a week to your family so that you can have both. Is it the fact that he comes home stressed all the time? And that's, you know, as a wife, for me, it wasn't even just the hours you were working. It was how you were when you were home. So when you were home, even if you were home for the weekend, you weren't happy. You were edgy, you were snappy. And so our time together wasn't... um, we weren't able to bond. So getting really nitty gritty is like, I need you to be a happier person. Okay, how do we do that? Let's go out and have more fun, but you don't want to go out because you're always tired. Like just really, I know I'm kind of repeating myself now, but really getting nitty gritty on what that life could look like and then giving that a shot where you're both coming together to try to compromise.
0: Yeah, I think that's super powerful. And I, you're gonna let me go a little bit um, hard. I
1: mean, build, Yeah, the real you
0: so i mean it's not even the real me this is just like this isn't hard to hear but this is a question he needs to ask this is the question i would start with if i were in his position what am i doing wrong that this relationship isn't so valuable that she can't do without it and a lot of I could tell you're not quite sure what I yeah, mean. Yeah, we
1: pre- we say that she can't do Ready? without it. Can
0: I be really gross? Yeah, sure. I'm such a rad husband that I can really neglect the shit out of you, and I've you're got saying a, that to me. Yeah, oh, I see. I've got a long fucking runway, and <laughs> I mean that's just the truth. No, you're right. So, and in fact, say that louder. You're right. Okay. So I just want to make sure <laughs> people are listening up, yeah. at home hear that. Like, but no, for real. Like this, this is. This is something he has to face.
1: But also, sorry, just to add, because I don't want that to be misunderstood as well. You can ignore the shit out of me, but also a big part of it is, especially like as we build our business together, it's because I'm doing something I love and I'm passionate about every day and I am focused on something. Whereas when I was a stay at home wife and you were neglecting the shit out of me, you, we, I wasn't happy. And so I didn't have something to also fulfill me. And then on top of that, you weren't the raddest husband that you are now. So it's the, it's the combination. Like maybe she's a stay-at-home mom right now. Is she getting stressed out by her kid? You know, like, yeah, is I'm going something- to have to jump in because okay. I've
0: left people hanging where I said okay, this horrible sorry. thing. <laughs> sorry. And then you jumped in people are like this guy's a dick. So <laughs> let me finish the thought really quick. So I could, I wouldn't, which is precisely why it works, which is how I've gotten to the point where I make you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. I make you feel supported. I go out of my way to do things so that you know, whoa, this motherfucker would go to the mat for me. You know that I'm ride or die. I've proven that a thousand times over in ways small and big. Mm -hmm. I've listened, I've adapted my behavior to be better for you, to be more supportive, to be there. I've, when I've wronged you, I've owned it and I've changed my behavior. But like a thousand ways, year after year after year. And it's like, that's how you earn that credibility is I've built up this cash where i could ignore you but i don't want to and i make you feel that i don't want to i make you feel that no no no, for real for real in a million little ways you know that i'm not just paying lip service to the fact that you're my number one priority you feel it you feel that you're my number one priority now when people and by the way when you it starts to be like i'm not feeling good right now you speak up and i change my behavior immediately Mm -hmm. so I just cannot stress this enough. You earn your reputation slowly over time and that reputation can be good or bad. And you don't earn a good reputation in an instant and you don't earn a bad reputation in an instant. You earn it slowly over time. And people have got to like put in the, the effort and make the connection and be there for that person. and and make it a part of their identity to want to be a rad husband. And I mean, I could have just as easily said the same thing about you. You're such a rad wife, you can neglect this shit out of me. But you make me feel like you don't want to. And you make me feel like you would go to the mat for me. And so you have the longest fucking runway in the world because in a thousand ways, big and small, for almost two decades, homie, you have like made me feel some kind of way. Mm. And so that's like, he's gotta take a real hard look at you're not making her feel mm-hmm. some kind of way. Like, you are so ride or die for me that you wouldn't come and be like ultimatum, ultimatum for two reasons. One, you would have communicated to me all along the way. And two, I would have been adjusting my behavior. But- and so, mm-hmm. like, the fact that we're at ultimatum, I'm the fuck out, is either they're not communicating well and she's been hinting or whatever and she is also a poor communicator. Or she's been a great communicator and he hasn't adjusted his well, behavior. Or he's been saying
1: like you 18 months, 18 months, 18 months. But, but I not think adjusting that's And, like not, a and right? not adjusting the behavior Exactly, right.
0: So she's been right, crying out. Right, and right. also, if you have kids, like you need to be hyper vigilant, kids already strain the relationship. They already make people feel like they're going in two separate directions. Kids can be insanely fulfilling to the woman. So going back to your point about she may just be like, yo. I have all my fulfillment in my kids. The kids are my, the love of my life. I hear people with kids say that all the time, mm-hmm. which is something to pay attention to. You need to be very cognizant of how a child can change the dynamic in a relationship. How often are they having sex? I'm guessing not very often. Like they are just sort of blocking mm-hmm. and tackling basic relationship things that people really have to pay attention to. So to bring it all up, to bring people back from the brink if they're still listening, because when I stop talking for a minute, they may have just been like, I'm out of here, I can't listen to this guy. Like, you you have to earn the ability to neglect, I mean, it's just one way of saying it, the other person and not do it. Mm-hmm. And like, because you've made them feel so good about the relationship, and that inoculates you from things like the business isn't going well and I really want to do it. It inoculates you from backing into your own dogma because you so want to be like, I want to be a good husband. Like I really want to be a good husband. And yes, I'm looking for ways to balance my ambition and all of that. But I really want to be a good husband. Like that's a part of my value system. It's a part of my identity. I want to be awesome for you. And when I can see, Ooh, I'm not being awesome for you. I don't stay defensive i may have a first like uh i don't want that to be true so much Mm. that i'm some part of me is you used to
1: try and persuade me
0: yes but i don't as much Uh, anymore i won't say that i'm perfect but i definitely don't as much anymore and even if i do it is very short-lived and then i immediately open myself up to okay there's a reason she's saying this yeah i could really keep going about i know
1: well so to be honest like there's one more thing i wanted to add as well is um when i was a housewife for eight years and then started at quest and really realized how much i loved business and entrepreneurship i articulated that to you from an emotional standpoint so i love what i'm doing right now and i was stopping cooking for you so all the wifely duties that i was doing had to stop because i couldn't do both and we had that discussion and i think that in explaining how you're feeling about doing that so for this guy he's got his business right if he really loves it like and he's so passionate about it tell her because with me and you i told you how i felt so even though you were actually getting a worse deal out of it in essence um because now i was stopping cooking for you your clothes you had to sort out yourself you know you have to feed the puppies like your responsibility since i've started in business has quadrupled um But we sat down and I said, how happy that makes me and how I feel like now I'm really coming into my own. And because of that, you were so encouraging versus if I had just been like, well, screw you. Take care of yourself now. Like I'm going to go off and do this. I think your response would have been very different. So when people are um, clashing like that, I think it is useful to tell the other person if that position or job or whatever you're doing is making you happy, let them know. Because like me and you, I want you to be happy you want me to be happy and so there are certain things that i can let go of if i know okay you know what it's bringing him happiness and that is really all i want so all right if i get an hour less time with him then i'm going to encourage that because i can see him smile or whatever it is so nice um all right so guys if we are bringing you value please do subscribe rate and review depending on if you're youtube or podcast Really, really do appreciate it. And if you'd like to submit your questions, you can email them at at connect@impacttheory.com. That's connect@impacttheory.com. If you'd like to stay anonymous, just let us know and we will happily not say your name. All right, next question. This is from Jamila Hoffman. Is it a good idea to be with someone who isn't an entrepreneur when the other is very much an entrepreneur? Will the other person possibly understand the entrepreneur's drive to succeed?
0: Well, that's where we started. So I would say that some people will and some people won't. And that's what the beginning of a relationship is for, is Mm -hmm. to communicate all that, to see how they respond, to see if they're into that. And I used to joke and say, man, if you're an entrepreneur, do yourself a favor and find a woman whose dad was an entrepreneur because they'll get it. And you used to talk about how, yeah, my dad used to get phone calls on vacation all the time. Like we would have to work around his schedule even when we were traveling. And so you were just way, way, way understanding. And then also there's something about like your parents, your upbringing, it all plays into what you find attractive. And so because your dad was like that, you actually found that really attractive in me. You liked that I was ambitious. You liked that I was really striving for something, that I had big goals and that I was really going for it. And if you hadn't found that attractive, if that wasn't interesting to you, if you wanted someone who doted on you and was really focused on you, then I would be a terrible husband. So there is no right answer. It's just but about- But what's
1: funny is when we first met though, you weren't an entrepreneur.
0: Not you, at all, but I was way a big dreamer. You were so a big the, dreamer, but you the the were ambition, still the doting, yeah. The amb- That's interesting. The ambition you found attractive- Yes. And I'm
1: like trying to like dissect it well, now, actually. Really?
0: And this is something we talked about recently that I still can't believe you'd never thought of before. There was a real weird power dynamic when we met, because I was your teacher.
1: That's true. Yeah. That was a realization that it never occurred to me. But and you I've mentioned thought, that. Oh yeah. man,
0: thank God. We met when I was in, and by the way, it was a school for adults. <laughs> uh, for anybody listening. Yeah,
1: you were my film school teacher.
0: Yes. And it uh that for sure played into your That's attraction interesting. Today.
1: Yeah. That never done, you did mention it the other day, actually, and you're totally right. But yeah, I mean, growing up, my dad, um, but I didn't actually think I was, like, it wasn't conscious at all when I met you. Like, oh, uh-huh. you remind me of my dad. Like, you didn't even think about well, it. That's probably best. But yeah.
0: <laughs> you remind me of my dad. Want to go out?
1: <gasps> Little awkward. Um, but yeah, growing up, my dad, definitely very hard working businessman. And he missed birthdays. I mean, he'd forget to call me. My mum, bless her, used to like buy the toys and like hide them in the trunk. So when my dad got home from his business trip, she would give them Uh, as if it was my dad. But I never felt unloved. And Mm. that was the thing for me. It Mm. was my dad always made me feel loved, even when he wasn't around a lot, even when, you know, he didn't come to things that were at the time were important to me. When I was with him, he made me feel special. And I think that that's important. And that's like me and you, it's I don't necessarily need every ounce of time. To be honest, I think we'd, you know, probably drive each other nuts if we were together.
0: Do you really or, think that? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to stop your rhythm, but like, I don't think that's true. And look, I need some alone time, but this is yeah, from, from my side and maybe I should really listen and understand that too much time with me would be a problem. But. For me, I think because
1: I need my alone time yeah, as well. Yeah, I need
0: alone time. But like this is definitely a case of being married to my best friend, like right. the person I most want to hang yes, out with. Yes, a hundred percent. you don't have yeah. to take it back. It's okay that you don't like spending time <laughs> with me. I'm all right with that.
1: No oh, idea, baby. Um, I just, yeah, I don't need to be with you every second, every ounce of every day. Right. And I think it is- because- And just to be
0: ultra aggressive so people can hear how we really talk and I'd say this off camera, I don't want to be with you every second what? of every day. <laughs> I don't want to be with you. It's so true. I need my selfish time. I need my alone time. It doesn't mean that I don't love you any less. And I would never lie about that. And this is one of those things I think people find themselves in a death trap where they're like, I only have eyes for you and I want to be with you every minute. It's like, no.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, like being honest with each other like that is so refreshing it's like because you think that and i think that if we try to pretend now what right. like it's almost
0: it's, you know the other person's lying so then you feel like super uneasy oh uh, and in fact
1: we've never even spoken about this and it was one thing that i meant to tell you and then i've completely forgot i never did for 18 um, years yeah <laughs> so when you're sick you go and sleep in the other room yes sometimes when you're in the other room, I'm like, I actually kind of like her. So do Damn. I. I'm like,
0: I'm like, I'm mostly better. I suppose I could go back tonight. But, you know, I'm coughing a little bit. I'll do one more night. That's easy, amazing. I love,
1: I mean, if we didn't share a bed, it would, it would weigh on me endlessly. Like, I yeah. love snuggling. I always fall asleep on your shoulder or your chest, every single night, like Mm. that's our thing. No matter how busy we are, I sleep on your, your chest. And, but every so often when you're sick and you're in the other room, I'm like, I get the whole bed
0: to myself. I
1: don't have him nagging me about what time I have to go to bed. I get to watch my crappy TV all the way up until I close my eyes. And
0: I'm thinking I can have comic books everywhere. I can do what I want. The bed doesn't get made. And then I have to undo it because we sleep with separate blankets because I don't believe in sharing blankets. That's crazy. Like marriage survival tip number one, have your own blankets. Um, so, but she always makes the bed with just her blanket. So then we have to undo that, put my blankets back on. It is such a windup. So when I'm sick, I'm like, the bed stays exactly like yeah. I left it. This is amazing. I yeah. meant to
1: tell you that actually, when, when you came back into room, it, it's like, I love having you back, but I kind of like the couple nice of days. It's nice to have you back. I like the couple of days by myself.
0: Yeah. Welcome back, um, sort of. Yeah.
1: But I actually meant to ask you, cause I thought you'd probably like the same as oh, well. Oh yeah. A
0: thousand percent. It is. It is better for the relationship so to, much- to share a bed and to be together and yes. all that. But having a room that is essentially mine. Or a
1: space that yeah, you have. That you
0: can go to that is exactly the way you want it. Yeah. Which is the easiest way to think of it. The bedroom, the what we call the comics room, is exactly the way I want it. Yeah, we The have comics s- are where I want them. My book's everywhere. Um, it's just... It, oh, yeah. I love it so much.
1: So it's... Necessary, I think, personally, for us to make like share that bed, share our space. 1, and at the same time, I actually think in being honest, like this is also necessary mm-hmm. because I like, if anything, we've just bonded now over yeah, that.
0: And the funny thing is, and you're right, because what you mean by that is like, we're not judging it. I'm not, my feelings right, are not I'm not just like, aren't. I can't
1: believe he doesn't right. want to sleep in the same bedroom. I'm like, I can't the same sometimes. You're like,
0: at least I don't have to feel bad about the fact <laughs> that I know, feel the same. Exactly. Because I definitely think of our bedroom as your bedroom. Like the room is the way you want it. I yeah. have a nightstand and even that you <laughs> fuck with all the time. And I'm like, I, I've not completely given up because sometimes you'll move something that really upsets me. Because I'm like, now I don't know where it is and it's important. Yeah. But for the most part, I just accept that that room
1: But we've is created understanding and space. So even before we had different rooms, it was... Um, I didn't like your stuff everywhere, so it was right. like, all right, have it in a box. Like, I gave yeah. you a big box and you could put. Oh, I
0: love that you're doing this. For anybody watching, that is all a lie. Exactly. A big box. <laughs> it big. was It was a box. Um, but
1: but even that, it really did make a difference because.
0: Until you started moving it, yes. <laughs> and you laughed because you know it's true. <laughs> did I
1: move it? Yes. Actually, I think, 1, I think you're being a now. And I was now. like,
0: Wow. Maybe. That's hilarious.
1: But here's the thing. I tidy up and I don't even realize I do it. So not to bore the people at home. But anyway, guys, if you also have that same problem, it is a great idea to give each other space, a box, drawers. They can be as messy as they like and
0: never have to deal with it. And talk about personality types. Like, understand that one, like, there isn't a right way. You right. like things really tidy. But
1: I used to, I actually used to look down on you for being messy. This,
0: of course you did.
1: I know, And what I'm saying is people need have. to
0: process through. No, because if you don't have the realization that that people just have very different value systems is the easiest way to explain yeah. it. So there's something that they truly value. There's no objective truth. Yeah. There's only the subjective truth. Yeah. So once you understand, oh, okay, that is how they are. I'm not right. She's not right. I'm not wrong. She's not wrong. So it just is this way. So now how do we coexist? And coming up with rules, that that really is the only way.
1: Mm-hmm. Bam, Boom. all right. On that note, guys, thank you so much for watching.
0: Yes, thank you're... you very much for joining us. And like she said earlier, if this is added value to you, please do share it, rate and review. That would be huge. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. And until next time, my All right, my friends, if you're not
1: following Tom, oh, at Tom Bilyeu. Somebody
0: hasn't gotten the memo about once you end, end quickly. Uh,
1: I- Okay, and out. Peace. Cut.